You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody this morning? Blessed and cold, amen. Frozen and chosen. Come on, somebody. Yeah, glory to God. Huh? <laughs> Boy, I got up this morning. It was 28 degrees when I left the house. You know I love you if I'm coming to get you in 28 degrees. You know, listen, today I'm excited. Uh, how many of y'all just like good news? Good news. Well, again, I apologize for the length of the video. Uh, can I, can, I just, can I just say, if you're here and you're one of our board members, would you stand up? If you're here and you're one of our board members, would you stand up? I see Troy over here. There's Tim over there. Let's see, I know Craig was there. He's probably out there serving. Wendy's in the back. Um, guys, I just want you to, can you give our board a hand? They, um, uh, they have helped us navigate some pretty incredible obstacles, uh, which got us to the point um, this past Thursday, we closed on 14 acres of commercial land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got some slides. Can I show you some pictures of the land? Um, I would just show you just a bunch of trees because that's how it was, but I will, uh, for the sake of time, I'll kind of show you where it's at. Um, this right obviously is Crestview. You can see Main Street. Uh, that's Dugan Avenue coming off of 85, and it runs straight into our land. Um, it's a powerful, powerful location, and we didn't know this until uh, we got into the process of, of buying it, that it is going to be on one of the major connection routes between the bypass and Highway 85, and so it literally will cross. When you're going from the bypass to 85, you'll go right beside the church, and so that's really, really exciting. Um, it is a large piece of land. Uh, 14 acres is substantial. Uh, and I believe that God is going to use every square inch of it for his glory. Amen. Amen. And so uh, if you want to drive out there and take a look, you can. But I will tell you, um, stay uh, connected with us through social media. Uh, we are going to be having some events out there very soon, some, some prayer walks and some different things we're going to be doing. Uh, I do invite you, if you have any fun ideas about what you would like to see at the Hope Center, email me at josh at, at, at hopecitycc.com. Email me. I would rather have everybody's ideas together before we start than have a finished product and say, boy, I wish we would have done that. So send them to me. I believe the Hope Center belongs to everyone. And uh, we're going to do everything we can uh, to make it a fun location, to make it a place where the kids of the community can go and have a great time, but also that families can go uh, and enjoy themselves and find the goodness of God here in the land of the living. Amen. Um, today, I want to um, share with you uh, a, a quick conversation about spreading hope. Hope is a valuable commodity that takes us in troubled times through those troubled times as a fuel, as a continuation, as a thruster to get us from where we were to where we need to be, how do we connect those dots? And the fuel that gets us from point A to point B is hope. And I believe the world is anemic on hope right now. I believe the news, the media, 
uh, in every facet is doing their best to try to snuff out hope. I think they're doing their best to make a hopeless environment. But can I tell you, if Jesus is on the throne, there's always hope. Amen. And so today I just want to talk to you about spreading hope. Uh, Before we leave today, I'm going to give you homework. We're going to make this a practical application today. Uh, We're launching today Operation Spread Hope. Operation Spread Hope. And we're going to be talking more about that as the day goes on. But Operation Spread Hope is a practical application to what we talk about in the spirit. It is a physical representation of what's happening internally here at Hope City, and we're going to step outside the four walls. How many of the church is most powerful outside the four walls, right? We should come here, be energized, be challenged, but then let's go be the church outside the walls, right? If all we do is just be the church in here, there's no effect. Let's go be the church outside the four walls. Luke chapter 10 Verse 25 through 37 is a, is a, a story, um, most of you know it, it's about the Good Samaritan. Uh, a lot of non-believers know this. Uh, the terminology Good Samaritan is used to apply to anybody who steps out of their comfort zone and does something good for a stranger or someone else. And so we're very familiar with this passage, but there's some details I want to point out to you just over the next few minutes. Um, that I think will challenge you, that I think will cause you to do some introspection uh, and possibly even uh, realign ourselves to God's word. Uh, Let's take a look at it. Verse 25, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. We can stop right there. Not a good idea. Testing Jesus. Now, for the sake of the reading, if you're familiar with the Uh, Hebraic law, this is more than likely a scribe that's challenging Jesus. Experts of the law at the time uh, were known as scribes. They were the the jurists or the attorneys of the church, and they knew everything about the law. So for this guy to question Jesus, he was not asking something he did not know. He was trying to stump Jesus or catch him Uh, in a conversation that would put him uh, against the church. And so uh, just know that as you're reading this, you're not talking to somebody who had an innocent question. You're dealing with somebody who was literally trying to get Jesus to incriminate himself according to the Hebraic law. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? Jesus answered, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You answered correctly. Jesus said, do this and you'll live. But then watch what verse 29 says. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? He wanted to justify himself. Have you ever needed to justify yourself? Have you ever felt the need to establish yourself as correct more than you valued the person you were talking to? Can I tell you, until we value people more than being right, we'll never win them. It's not about justifying us. It's about doing what the scripture tells us about loving people. Can I tell you, a lot of times, I, 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 getting on social media is better than 
soap operas. The best thing to me is when people begin to try to change someone's perspective on social media. It's never worked in the history of man, by the way, but people still continue to try. They still continue to try to, well, if you'll read this scripture, this scripture, this scripture. The problem with social media is that you cannot type context. And so you may be meaning this for somebody's good, and if they're frustrated, they're reading it as an argument. And so I will tell you, pick up the phone. Take somebody out for coffee. Have the conversations that are important face-to-face. You, man, you go to typing on social media, then, you know, every Joe Blow gets involved and starts getting on there. Ooh, I wouldn't take that. You know, that was... Uh, you going to let them talk to you like that? What do you mean? I just put a scripture on there, <laughs> right? Next thing you know, so-and-so and so-and-so said something about so-and-so mama, and then here we go, <laughs> right? What I'm telling you is, is that when it comes to trying to create clarity according to scripture and religion, we should never trust texting or social media for that. We need to make sure. There's a lot of reasons why I do the long social media stuff, the videos, right? Because you can see my energy. You can see my heart. You can see, right? If I'm just typing, you can't pick up on my energy at all. So I apologize for the 20 minutes that I took of your lives. Excuse me, okay? Thought you might be excited about 14 acres of land that Jesus has given us, but never mind. <laughs> So he wanted to justify himself, and he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? This is a backhanded question. Oh, yeah? Well, who is my neighbor? Jesus, how would you classify, uh, cla- you know, how, would you, how would you categorize who my neighbor is? And here's what he was trying to get him to see. He was trying to get Jesus to step over an ancient boundary between Jew and Gentile. And Jesus, being infinitely wise, says, I'm not going to play that game. Let me tell you a story. And I love this. This is one of the most beautiful stories in all the Bible. In reply, verse 30, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Verse 31. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. Verse 33. But a Samaritan... As he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. 
And Jesus said, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert of the law or the scribe replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. See, while he was telling the story, the man thought the neighbor was the one laying in the ditch. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. The neighborly thing is taking action to help the person who's downtrodden. And what's powerful about this teaching is that we can all find ourselves in this. I don't care where you're at in life, you can find yourself. You may have dragged yourself in here feeling half dead spiritually this morning. You may be so spiritually minded and heavenly minded that you're no earthly good, just like the priest. You may be like the Levite. You serve at church, you're involved, but when things start getting personal for you to do something personally, not according to the church, it's just too much for your schedule. Or maybe, just maybe, you're the Samaritan. Samaritans were very unique. They're a unique part of the culture of the day. Samaritans were created at a time when the Jews were taken in exile and Samaritans were Jews that escaped that roundup and began to have children and marry amongst other groups, uh, Philistines and, uh, and other tribes, uh, Hittites and different groups. And so the Samaritans were considered half-breed Jews. They were considered a lower class. They were considered... They're sort of like us, but not close enough that we should be hanging out with Jews. And so what Jesus was telling the scribe in not so many words is you need to expand your concept of who is worthy of this truth that you carry. And there's a lot of like going back and forth. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to dig too deep, but there's some serious depth that I challenge each one of you to go study and get in because it is a mind-blowing concept. What Jesus is saying, just in the two denarii, he says, there's going to be two things that cost. There's a parallel that he begins to lay out that there's two days that I'll be in the grave, but on the third, I'm going to come back and pay for everything. There's all sorts of beautiful parallels in these verses, so go get it. But for the sake of time today, I want to take it at its face value. Samaritan was somebody who knew what it was to be looked down on. Can anybody relate to that? A Samaritan is somebody who knew what it was to take a beating. Because if they ever found themselves in a Jewish holy place, they were beaten and put in jail. You see, a Samaritan can relate to the pain of the man in the ditch. And it's his ability to relate that empowers him to make a difference. You see, I think that's the beauty of Hope City. Is that we are a group of people who know what it is to be afflicted. 
and we don't run from our past. We let God use it. We don't try to patch it up and cover it up and try to show up on Sunday mornings looking perfect and holier than somebody else. We come here with our wounds wide open. We come here with our our spiritual injuries and our emotional hurts. Or maybe a church in the past has damaged us and been careless with us. We come here and we are willing to give it one more try. And we say, God, just take this brokenness and this hurt. And if you don't mind, could you use it? Could you take my life and maybe do something for somebody else with what's left? You see, by every stretch of the imagination, the Samaritan should not even have been on the same roads with the priest and the Levite. But for some reason, he decided to be in Jerusalem one more time. Can I tell you, this road from Jerusalem was a place where people went to worship. And as they were leaving Jerusalem, this man had been attacked. It was a perfect place for robbers to attack because people would take their offerings and they would take their goods and they would trade in Jerusalem and they would head out. So any road outside of Jerusalem was a perfect place for robbers to attack. Let me just parallel that for a second. Anytime you start getting strength spiritually, watch out. Anytime you start getting back on your feet emotionally, look out. Anytime you get into a place in your life that you are functioning against spiritually, the enemy says, attack. Don't let this person get back on their feet. Because see, if we ever get back on our feet and we truly realize our own strength again, well, we can be dangerous to the plan of the wicked one. So this man's laying in a ditch. The scripture says half dead, naked, nothing to offer anybody. Can I tell you, we have a city with a lot of people that they can't do a lot for us. God is sending us to the people who can't pay us back. But the Bible says that those who give to the poor are lending to God and he is faithful to repay it. How many of you want to look on a spreadsheet and say, oh, God owes me here? Can I tell you, that's a line item you can trust. I'll take a spreadsheet like that, won't you? When we look at people who are in the ditch that life has overlooked, that our systems and our justice has overlooked, and there's nothing they can do to deserve what we're bringing to the table, that's exactly where you'll find Hope City. You see, we peddle And we deal in the most coveted of commodities, hope. And hope is most valuable to the hopeless. You give a millionaire $10 and appreciate $10. You give $10 to somebody starving to death, it changes their life. You give hope to somebody who knows Jesus and boy, they're excited. You give hope to somebody who doesn't know Christ you have forever reshaped their paradigm in their existence. That's what Hope City's here to do. So the story goes along. 
that he goes and he bandages the wounds of the man in the ditch. Then it says he pours out oil and wine. Just go study that and your mind will be blown. The whole concept of oil and wine. Just, just go take a look at that. But then he gives financially. So in this two-sentence area of the story, he gives of his time, his talent, and his treasure. The three T's of hope. Time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, treasure. You may be in here, and you may find yourself short on any of those three categories. That's why we have three options to give. There are people who are so busy that they can't give of their time, but they can give of their treasure. Praise God for that. Can I tell you, giving is a gift, right? How about people who may be in a season to where they don't have financially anything to give but they're so talented in that area of their life. Can I tell you, God can take that and he can use that. How about this? How about you have a gift? It's your treasure. Maybe you have the ability to, to bake baked goods. Stop it. Huh? Baked goods. Can I tell you, I have seen people weep over a cupcake. Not just because we're on a diet and we can't eat it. But when somebody took the time thinking about them and prepared something with their gift. Lafayette, your daughter made me, sweetheart, can I tell you that ministered to me? You have a gift. You, you really do. You're gifted. And I'm ashamed. I ate that like a, like a, like a savage dog. <laughs> we didn't have forks in the car leaving here. <laughs> so I had a handful of your cake. <laughs> and it was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. But you came out of your way. I was sitting right there. I'll never forget it. You ministered to me. You brought me that cake and it ministered to me because you took your time. Can I tell you, people can give money all day long, but time you can't buy more of. And what you did for me ministered to me and I thank you for that. I thank you for that. It makes a difference what we do. It makes a difference what we give. And so today, let's change. Let's shift. We talked about it a few weeks ago. If we're going to have a powerful 2023, we've got to take the focus off of us and put it on others, right? So that brings me to this. This little card, you're going to receive a little bundle of these today. This is Operation Spread Hope. 
It's based on the verse in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. It says, and let us spur each other unto good works. Can I tell you one of the visions of Hope City is that we just don't become effective inside this place, but that we electrify other churches to be effective as well. There are a lot of churches that for some reason or another, they just... They've just gotten stagnant, and sometimes all they need is somebody to bump them with some creativity, and they come alive. One of the most amazing things that's happened in the last eight months is right before Christmas when we had the hope tree, I had another pastor call me, and he said, man, he said, tell me about this hope tree thing. How do you do that? I said, man, it's so simple. I said, but this year, how about this? How about we just let you get involved in what we're doing. Then next year, we'll send our team to set yours up for you. We'll train you how to do this. In the meantime, you can just send your people to work with us and we'll train them. Then we'll send them back to you and they're ready to go. He said, you'd do that? I said, are you kidding? Bro, I don't know who you've been messing with, but this kingdom business ain't about logo business. This kingdom business ain't about Hope City. It's about the kingdom of the most high God. And if you're about his business, baby, we can work together. That's right. Well, that's what this is all about. Had the card upside down. Operation Spread Hope. What does this look like? What does this Operation Spread Hope look like? It, it, it looks like this. This card was designed with a very specific purpose. It has two hashtags on it which I want you to do this. Before you're a blessing to somebody, don't put their name on it, but I want you to do whatever you're doing and then put it on social media, hashtag spread hope. Then I want you to write a note on the back of it. And whatever it is you're going to bless somebody with, give them this card as well and hand them the gift. You say, well, how does that work? I'm glad you asked. I have some gift cards here. This will work. Let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. If it's your first time with us, raise your hand. You too? You too? That's a gift card. And I wrote on here, have an awesome day. Jesus loves you. And, 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 and hang on, hang on. The other lady raised her hands. I want to... These are, these are Walmart gift cards. In our house, that's like cash. <laughs> well, my wife can shop at Walmart. Here. This one says, God bless you. Thanks for being who you are. Did you know you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Isn't that awesome? Here, take this. Take that. So here's the picture. When you leave here, you're going to have 10 of those cards. You don't have to spend money to make this work. You literally can just write a note on the card. And when you hand it to somebody, look them in the eye. Say, I just wanted to give you this. Do you know how alien it is? It's, it's completely alien for you to receive a compliment from somebody while they're looking you in the eye. Derek. I appreciate your friendship. Thanks for being the man you are. 
I look forward to see what God's going to do in your future. It's that simple. You may be like my sister here who can absolutely put the smack down on a bunt cake. I'd take another one. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> got to score when you can score, baby. You hear me? You got to score. You got to take the shots. That's what I tell Gabe. You miss every shot you don't take. But here's the powerful thing. The church for far too long has been tied up in hypotheticals and concepts. Let's take it to the streets now. Let's go be the hands and feet of Jesus now. You say, Pastor, give me some more ideas. Man, I was going through Starbucks the other day and I didn't even get a chance to pay for my coffee. Somebody in front of me paid for my coffee. You can leave that card with the lady at Starbucks and she'll give it to the next person. How about this, a coworker who you know is just going through something. Man, you can take them to lunch. How about this? How about hiding it in somebody's cubicle at work? Just a note saying, I appreciate your dedication. Just know I see it and I'm grateful for you. Can I tell you, sometimes the best things aren't things. Whatever you decide to do, this is what I'm asking. Do it as unto the glory of God. Do it to lift people. You see, every other church today would have been a fundraiser for the church. Well, we got this 14 acres, got to get it paid for. Come on, rattle the buckets. Now, here's the secret. We receive by giving. The more we give, the more we begin to receive. You see, we've cracked the code of God's goodness. It was simple. It was there the whole time. He said, go and be a blessing to others, and I'll be a blessing to you. The scripture says that he who refreshes others will he himself be refreshed. So let's get so busy blessing other people that we overflow in the house of God. Amen. Ushers, would you go ahead and start passing those out? Go ahead and start serving the people. Because I'm going to pray a special prayer over these cards today. And I want them to have them in their hands. Again, use your creativity. God has blessed each one of you. Some of you are in here right now and you've got an idea, a concept, that God's going to allow you to be a blessing to someone through these cards. Be the blessing he's called you to be. These cards are being passed out. I'm going to give you one more exercise. The Samaritan was powerful because of what he lacked in the past. The Samaritan was able to be used 
because of what he did not have in his past. When he looked at someone who had been beaten and robbed, he said, I know exactly what that person needs. So here's how God can use us today. What is it that you lacked in your past that changed your life? What is it that was a pivot point for you? Was it a word? The Bible says that a choice word is more valuable than the purest of silver. It's timely. When you deliver the right word at the right time, it does more than anything could ever do. Maybe it was a bunt cake. Maybe it was a cup of coffee. Maybe it was just somebody listening. But see, this is more than just a little exercise. This is a charge to you. God put something in me to go love people. And he brought you here because he's calling you to love people as well. And so here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray that each one of these cards changes a life. It's that simple. I'm going to pray that each one of you are electrified by the Spirit of God every time you use one of these cards. If we do this right, we can electrify social media in such a way that people want to be a part. And then it begins, you can slap the water and hear the noise once, but you never know how many ripples come from it. You and I can ignite change in our community. So I challenge you to take this serious. I challenge you to begin to look into the coffers of your giftedness and see how you can make somebody's day better. This isn't rocket science. This should be Believer 101. This should be how we wake up every day. How can I make somebody's day better? Do you believe that? Stand up on your feet, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for each one of these cards. I pray for each one of these precious people. Father, would you begin the creative flow of heaven now, giving them ideas, creativity, uniqueness, to be a blessing to other people. Father, let it begin today. We constantly ask for change, but you've been looking for us to be the change. So help it start today, Lord. Let it begin in us. We don't look to our left or to our right. We look to ourselves that you have blessed us and you've gifted us. So today we step out with our creativity. We step out with our resources. We step out with our time, talent, and treasure. And it's time to change our city. May each card represent a soul. May each card represent the encouragement of your people. Father, I thank you 
that you're going to reinvigorate us spiritually as we go and refresh others. Father, I thank you for the 14 acres of land. You've been faithful. You have been faithful. Father, more than land, I thank you for the people. I thank you for the lost and the hurting. Send them to us. Bring them to us. And then give us the wisdom and the capability to love them well and to represent you in a very real way. I'm grateful for that. Lord, as we go, just as I pray every week, bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. But whatever we lay our hand to, Lord, it'll be blessed and it'll multiply. Father, may each one of these cards multiply from in one act of kindness to a life being changed. Only you can do that. Only you can take something simple and make it so beautiful and grand. So do it. Father, set up divine appointments now in Jesus' name for us to be used. Give us an opportunity starting today to be a blessing and to represent your kingdom. And we'll give you the praise for it. We love you. Bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word. And we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.